Evaluating the quality of the advising relationship, an amended project. My name is Rebecca O'Donnell. I am the primary researcher on this study. I am currently a master's student at Landry University and I undertook this study this semester for Education 682. In this presentation, I will review the results of my study and discuss the challenges and obstacles that came up throughout the semester while I was undertaking the study. So without further ado, let's get started. The initial project was intended to evaluate within the scope of the advisee-advisor relationship, and the goals of the study were to allow meaningful student reflection on their educational journey, to measure student satisfaction in the advising relationship both quantitatively and qualitatively, and then to evaluate and adjust advising practices in order to best serve students. So initially when I undertook the study, I had three data sets planned for collection. The first was a set of pre-reflective advising questions based on a study conducted by Worth and Christensen, and those questions were designed to ask students some questions about their educational journey and reflect on the learning that had occurred throughout that journey so far. The second data set was an in-person assessment and would come from the in-person advising meetings that were conducted during pre-registration advising sessions, the time of the semester when students are looking ahead to summer and fall. And that would have been collected as a result of meeting with a student and then evaluating that meeting on a number of different qualitative criteria. The final data set was intended for the study as an advisor evaluation survey, and that would have been distributed after the registration advising period had concluded in order for students to evaluate their advisor and the advising experience. My goal was to use each of these three data sets to look at the advisor-advisee relationship and see what students were highlighting as important in their educational journey, noticing if the pre-reflective advising questions impacted the in-person sessions, and then reviewing the student's overall satisfaction within the advisor-advisee relationship, correlating the data between the three data sets. Unfortunately, due to circumstances, I was unable to collect both the pre-reflective advising questions and the in-person assessment data due to those circumstances. And so as we move forward in this presentation, I'm going to discuss what occurred and how it impacted the study goals. As mentioned, the adjustment was made to work from home as a result of COVID-19. And so I determined to document the ways that I was able to adapt my services as an advisor. And the biggest, most obvious thing was switching to phone and video meetings. And initially I was just doing phone advising. So I was able to forward calls from my office phone to my personal device and students would call in at the time of their scheduled appointment and would conduct advising via that channel. Um, I was also able to eventually start using Zoom and WebEx for video meetings, and the majority of those were team meetings with my staff and the larger college staff as a whole, um, but those have the capability for screen sharing and a number of other different things. Also started using Adobe Acrobat more heavily and a lot of the forms that we use for students uh, prior to this switch to work from home I had adapted into electronic fillable PDFs which was a huge help as we made this transition as students are sending these documents now via email um, and they don't have to have a printer or a scanner in order to send and fill out those documents which really made them more accessible to a variety of students. 
Of course, for student record keeping, we've been gradually making the transition as a team to electronic record keeping. However, this semester especially, all communication between students, formal documents, and different things are now being uploaded to the electronic student record file. And that is something that initially we had um, been using a combination of paper and electronic files. And now this semester, everything from work from home date on is now an electronic record. Um, obviously we increased our electronic communications and so um, I was able to increase the number of email volume and that's not something that I necessarily enjoyed um, but a lot of email volume um, back and forth between students communicating, sending web links and different things like that for their use. And then um, my knowledge of VPN connections and internet and intranet and all those different technical backside things has really proven helpful in assisting my colleagues in connecting to um, internet and database access, but also for me personally, being able to access different university softwares and records. Um, the VPN connection provides me with the ability to do so as opposed to just a Wi-Fi connection. And so definitely a lot of adjustments for COVID-19, but I think a lot of what I had learned through this master's program and through a lot of the different um, courses has definitely enabled me to be successful in adapting to the work from home setting. Of course, COVID-19, as I mentioned, also had me reimagining uh, the project framework. And so with the first two data sets eliminated and the only data set that I would be able to collect being the advisor evaluation survey, I had to reimagine and go back through my literature review and determine what literature I had previously been using was still applicable and what was no longer applicable. And then I went back into the literature and did a little bit more research. And so being that the advisor evaluation survey was the only theoretical framework that I was basing this on, I went ahead and kind of looked at the literature and a reoccurring theme that I saw is that the quality of advising on the college campus is one of the most powerful predictors of a student's satisfaction with their on-campus college experience and that the quality of interaction between a student and a concerned individual on that campus is a key contributor to retention. And a quality advisor, according to Nakata, would have a conceptual framework, an information-based foundation, and strong relational skills. And if a quality advisor has all of those things, then they would be able to provide quality services theoretically to the students that they're serving. And so my goal, obviously, as an advisor then, is to provide quality advising and information to my students, allowing them the autonomy to make decisions, um, but also supporting their academic journey and providing them with the information they need. And so this project became less about um, looking at the student's educational journey and um, correlating factors between reflecting on their educational journey and their in-person appointments and the advisor evaluation, but rather just evaluating their satisfaction with advising, of course taking into account this new normal of the COVID-19. And so I'm hoping to see some results from this study that points to effective advising despite this new normal. 
to give you a little bit of insight into the advisor evaluation survey, the students were asked to rank the following statements on a scale of one, strongly disagree, to five, strongly agree, and each of these nine statements they had to rank, and then they were given space to provide additional comments or feedback regarding the advising advisor advisee relationship. And so the data from this was then examined and we will discuss kind of what was found within that data set in the next slide. This now wraps up my final project presentation. So if you have any questions or feedback or just wanted to let me know your thoughts, feel free to send me an email at r-o-d-o-n-n-e-l-l at lander.edu. Thank you. As of this recording, data collection is currently ongoing, but for the sake of this presentation, we pulled the relevant results and went ahead and did an analysis. So, out of 399 students, we had 34 responses, and after cleaning the data, had 30 participants for this study, which is a 7.5% completion ratio. Within that data set, 20% of the respondents were female and 80% of the respondents were male. 84% um, of them were white, 7% Hispanic or Latino, 3% African American, 3% Asian, and 3% Native Hawaiian. Regarding special circumstances, 7% of the students were honor students, 67% of them were in-state students, and 33% of them were juniors with 67 seniors. The academic standing is a little bit conflated because academic standing is determined by credits earned. So while the student may be in their second year or third year, they may be academically advanced due to credits collected prior to attending the college. Overall GPA of respondents was 3.27. Regarding the survey statements displayed in the chart here, you can see the average score for each statement, and the students were asked to rank the statement on a scale of 1, strongly disagree, to 5, strongly agree, and overall there were over overwhelmingly positive results. Um, the students that did choose to leave comments indicated that they were impressed with their advising they had received, that they were grateful for the advisor's responsiveness, and that um, they thought their advisor had done an overall effective job of advising. In wrapping things up, just a few concluding thoughts as we conclude our study for the semester. First and foremost, administrative details and timeline were significant obstacles in the overall 
method and ex execution of the project. And so if this study was to be conducted in the future, just making sure those details were sorted beforehand would definitely ensure a smoother process. With regards to the results of the study, I think that future studies could definitely examine not only um, student satisfaction in advising, but also looking at the relationship between student learning and advising. I also think a greater understanding of student expectations in the advising relationship is necessary, and that could look like more directed survey questions regarding specific services or tools used within the advising process. Um, if we're not understanding what students are expecting, then when we're asking them to respond to certain measures, we may not be capturing the whole picture of their satisfaction in the advising relationship. I also think future studies could explore additional tools and resources that could be used to enhance the advising process, increasing adaptability and flexibility for student access to good advising. For more information on the standards covered throughout the study process and during this semester, please click on the icons next to each standard for more information.